Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. So the Bible says that 3,000 souls were added to the church. So when people were receiving Christ, 3,000 people were added to the church. Yes. And they continued steadfastly in the in the apostles' doctrine yes. and fellowship. Uh-huh. In the breaking of bread. So when they when they came, if you read the message Bible, the message Bible will say they signed up. Is that what you read? That day about three thousand took him at his word. Yes. They were baptized and were signed up. They were baptized and they were signed up. So what does signed up mean? Is that if you go to a gym and you want to sign up, they tell you. These are the conditions. This is what is expected of you. So the Bible says, after Jesus won three, sorry, after the apostles won three thousand, they signed them up. They committed themselves to the teaching of the apostles. So one of the signing up is committing to listening to the teachings of the apostles. Yes. A life together. A life together. The common meal. A common meal. And the prayers. And the prayers. So, remember that he did not say, and, and the prayer. He said, and the prayers. So, when you become a Christian, as far as the Bible requires, you are signing up for certain things. So, when you are not carrying out part of what you are signed up for, then that is the problem. And the prayer. So, when he says, the Sorry, I might be, it's, it's a definite article. So basically, there is certain things that they do. It wasn't something that, you know, you just, it's not something that anybody did not know. When I say, um, call me the boy, that means I'm saying there is a particular person. So the Bible says that they signed up for the prayers. So we are not only talking about personal prayers, but the apostles had Apostles had um, what's called corporate prayers that people signed up for. So as far as the apostles were concerned, if you did not turn up to the corporate prayers, they would say, excuse me, sir, you signed up for this. Does that make sense? That's why the Bible was saying, in that message, that's why I love the message that said, this is what they signed up for. The question is, when you became a Christian, what did you think you were signing up for? When I became a Christian, what did I think I was signing up for? Now, I'm going to also talk about an issue when you talk about corporate prayers. You know, the Bible says in Acts chapter 1, verse 14, it says, all this continued in one accord in prayers. And supplication. And a woman will marry and things like that. So they continue one accord in prayer. How many of us have had it before? You know, I don't need to waste my time. I've had it before a couple of times. Now, I will say to you, this one accord does not necessarily mean that we are all smiling. 
Why do I say that? Let's look at something. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 23 to 24, Jesus said, therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and you remember that you, you remember that your brother has something against you, leave that gift and go and sort it out. So basically, if either you are doing corporate or you are doing personal, if you are not, if you are not in one accord with anybody, you are wasting your time. Jesus even took it a step further, which is quite challenging. Listen to what Jesus said. If you remember that your brother has something against you, he did not say you have something against your brother. He said you remember that brother, it looks as if, I don't know what is wrong with that sister. Maybe, he said, and you go and sort it out. What we read it is that if I have something against my brother, that's what Jesus said. Jesus said, if you remember that the way that person looked at me, it looks as if there's a leg. You go and straighten that leg before you come back. Does that make sense? So, what was the apostles talking about that they were in one accord? And that's one of the major things that we fail in corporate prayers. Let's look at Matthew chapter 18. I'm just going to just... Matthew chapter 18. Verse 19. He said, again, he said to them, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything, then you have to shall be done. It has to be concerning something. Have you ever been in a prayer point, prayer, congressional prayer? They are calling prayer people are praying. They don't know what exactly they are calling. They said, let us pray that <laughs> come, come, you, you pray like they don't understand what they are praying. They are all together but they are not are in agreement concerning something. So when the Bible says that they were in one accord, it wasn't talking necessarily that they were all friends. There are people who gather together, they are, they are leading prayer in maybe forgiveness. You are saying, God, I thank you, I thank you. You are not with them. Does this make sense? That is why it's important to listen to what they are saying. They have not called prayer points. They will be saying, Pangao, Pangao. People will go, Hold on, Baba. And this, like, what is he saying? These are things that I am pointing out. That's why I said, understanding how corporate prayers work. I don't know if you've seen it before, I've seen it so many times. They are calling prayers and people are just praying. And they think they've done corporate prayers. It is not corporate prayers. Let me show you um, should I okay, let me just say this before I move forward. I'll come back to that at some time. But I just wanted to put it down. That when the Bible says they are in one accord, one of the things he's saying is that they are agreeing concerning something. 
That is why when we get to a part when I show you how corporate prayer was done in the scriptures, Peter will come and explain the issue to them before the Bible says they stood up and they were praying. And the Bible did not say they were praying while Peter was explaining. Does that make sense? So, if we need corporate prayer, if you don't understand, you're going to say, excuse me, please, can you explain a bit further? Why? Because you want to agree with them concerning something. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. Now, one of the things that people see in corporate prayer, people say, you know, they are just praying for, okay, like today now we pray for someone that some of us don't know, but they're just praying for that person. How does that affect me? So I would say, at that prayer meeting, they did not, nothing, nothing really spoke to my life. Can I tell you one thing? Corporate prayer is not about you. Corporate prayer does not necessarily have to be about you. That's why I said one of the things that God deals with in corporate prayer is selfishness. You see it in church? When you want to know prayer that concerns people, I'm not saying here, but generally, amen. When it's prayer that concerns people, you will see that the voice will go up. The one that doesn't concern them, the voice goes down. Somebody was saying that, a pastor was saying, I know, heart, if you want to know, he said, ask, tell, pray that whatever um, witch is following you, they'll be destroyed. You see the prayer go up. Well, let us pray for the church. But what they don't understand is that it is a system that God has designed. And when you see someone like Esther, Esther was told that, Esther chapter 4 verse 14, Esther was told that something is happening to the people of Israel. And, and Mordecai told her, he said, excuse me, you may not be affected, but I am telling you that if you don't partake in it, you would, you and your father would be forgotten. But God would always answer prayer. So what was Mordecai saying is that your, con, your, con, your, your, your partaking in the congregational prayers that is being instituted, it is for your own benefit, although you may not see a direct, you may not be able to say this prayer point is my own. Hallelujah. Now, another example would be Jesus. Matthew 26. Jesus called his disciples. What did he say? Jesus was having issues. He was, he was about to go to Gethsemane. Well, he was in Gethsemane and he was praying. He told his disciples, he said, come, follow me. He said, be praying for me. Why am I to go there to go and pray? By the time Jesus came back, they were sleeping. What is the right thing that Jesus should say? Ah, I told you to pray for me. You are not praying for me. You don't like me. What did Jesus say to them? Jesus said, the Bible said Jesus found them sleeping and he said, you could not, um, you could not watch with me one hour. Then he now told them, watch and pray. Least you, you, enter into temptation. What was the prayer point? Jesus. If they did not partake, what's your saying? You will fall into temptation. 
So what I'm trying to say is that when people say, the prayer point does not even concern me. What is happening is that you do not know that you have already removed yourself and the blessings that come out of it, you are exempted. That's what Jesus was saying to them. You know, some people look at the prayer point. They say, hmm, none of this prayer point really concerns me. My whole problem is, is, um, is, is this. And I see that the, they are calling special prayers for that we should pray for this and this. You know, that one does not concern me. It's because of lack of understanding how these systems work. So Jesus told him, said, Oh, you think that when I told you, pray for me, you think it's about me. It's about you. It is about you. So corporate prayers. Most of the time, people feel that, you know, it has to necessarily address my issue. It does not have to address your issue. Another example would be when Paul and Barnabas were to be separated to ministry. Do you know that all this while, God had told Paul that I have shown him all that he must suffer for my sake. So God had explained to Paul what Paul was going to do. But never did God give Paul his... Never, God did not give... Um, Paul did not give... Um, what's it called? God did not give Paul the direction of where he's going to go in his life. And what happened? The Bible says in Acts, sorry, Acts chapter, let's go to Acts chapter 13. Yeah, he said, now in the church in Antioch, where certain prophets, teachers, Barabbas, Simon, and, and, and the Bible says that as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate unto me now, Paul and Barnabas for the work I have called. Was the prayer point Paul and Barnabas? No. But within the congregational prayer, as they were partaking in it, God was separating their own issues out. If Paul had said, no, my own personal ministry is not part of what they are doing today, he would have missed destiny. Because as far as God was concerned, it was in the place of congregational prayers that God said it is time for him to go. And many people have missed the promises of God. See, this is one of the problems I think we are, is a challenge, that is a challenge. People come to congregational prayers and they say that my prayers are not answered. And I think one of the problems is that we have done it wrong. Because you are not supposed to come there to look for your, for your answer for your own prayers. You are supposed to come there to pray along with the church and God will give you your own answer. Does that make sense? But what we do is that we come and say, my own prayer point. So when they are praying, if you don't want to keep quiet, until when Somebody now raises a prayer that looks like you say, Jesus! And after that, you keep quiet. Or you go sit down and you wait till they finish. 
and people say that my prayers are not answered. No, because you are coming in the wrong place to get the wrong thing. In, in congregational prayer, it is not about you. It's about the body. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. So if you go to 1 Timothy, <clears throat> now, I want us to 1 Timothy chapter 2. Now, he said, therefore, now this is how the apostles prioritized. This is how they lev the level in which they place corporate prayers. He said, first of all, he did not say, first of all, bring all your prayer points. He said, first of all, pray for pray, pray for all that the sub sorry, for, first of all, I exalt you. First, therefore I exalt you. Sorry, therefore I exalt you. First of all, that supplications and prayers and intercessions and giving thanks be made for all men. Paul did not say your first prayer should be you. And what did the Bible say? If you go to verse 3, he said, for, no, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of the Lord. If you look ahead of that verse 2, he said, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life of godliness. So when you prioritize other people's prayers, when you are partaking in condition, that was why to the glory of God when, when Big Mommy was giving testimony. Is that because I just looked at things and know there was the prayer point was, was getting longer and longer and longer. I said, see, this prayer point doesn't, I don't think, I think you should try something else. Pray for people and see how God will be shortening your prayer point. Because God will help us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. So, Acts chapter 4. Let's just go Acts chapter 4. Now, this is where I was saying to us. Now, the Bible says, um, Acts chapter 4. Okay, so the Bible says, and they let go, and they went to their own companion. And this is after Paul, where Peter was released. And he reported all the high priests and the elders said to them, so, they raised their voice to the Lord in one accord. Look at the word one accord again. What was the one accord? Paul, Peter had already explained the issue before they started praying. Peter was not talking and somebody was kabushing. This is the major problem that we have in, in, in corporate prayers. Nobody's talking. Everybody's just praying. And the Bible says that what they prayed for, they prayed that the hand of God will be upon them and he will show them signs. He will perform, stretch forth his hand to perform signs and wonders. And what happens Acts chapter 5? Acts, just go to Acts chapter 5. The next, Acts chapter 5. And the Bible says that and through the hands of the apostles many signs and wonders were done among the people. Now, he did not say through the hand of Peter. He said through the hand of the apostles. What happened is that in the place of congregational prayers, God impacts everybody equal. God impacts everybody equally. 
That's why Paul, Paul was saying in 2 Corinthians, he says, who delivered us from such great debt and those in, um, in whom we trust and that he will still deliver us. That you also helping us together in prayer for us. That thanks may be given by all persons on our behalf. For the gift granted true men. What was Paul saying is that when everybody partakes in the congregational prayer, everybody also has the opportunity to give thanks together. Everybody also has the opportunity to give thanks together. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That is why corporate prayer is at the center of the church. But it is a challenge that even in all churches across, one of the least attended events is corporate prayers. Because everybody wants to have their own prayer time. The way they pray there, I don't understand. I go there one month, I go there second month, my personal, personal prayer, they have not said anything about it. And they want me to be praying for somebody else. Amen. Amen. Let me show us one scripture as I put this to one side. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 6, this is a part the scripture that we are very, very familiar with. He says, so I will not read all, all, of, it, all of it. He said, put your own armor that you may stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, and rulers, and, um, of rulers of darkness of, of this age, and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the devil and, from, and even after this is done, you will stand. So the Bible is saying, gather your whole armor so that you can be able to stand. But how do you, how do you ensure that you are protected and, stand, and you are able to stand? Let's go further. Now, if you go to verse 17, I did not read all the whole hammer out. That was why. But if you go to verse 17 and it is said, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. What did he say you should do with it? Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, be watchful and, and, and persevere, and supplications for all saints. Some of us, we take our own hammer and it is for you. I think it's function. It is for you to deploy it in the prayers for saints. Because as you deploy it, your home protection comes. Does this make sense? May we not pray and miss in Jesus' name. Amen. So, see, corporate prayer as well as your private prayers 
is the place where, especially the corporate prayers, I will say because that's what we are talking about today, is a place where you are blessed. Not because they have called your prayer points. You know, at times, at times, and people get, get, um, you know, God help us all. You know, at times, people, people get challenged also when they're leading prayers. You see that people are not responding, so you want to call a prayer point that will ginger them up. <laughs> so you now say, ah, you need to pray. If it is, you know, pray that by this time tomorrow you buy a car. Amen. <laughs> and that prayer is just only to ginger them up. Amen. Let's go to Hats about 12. Now, this is, this is one of the saddest stories, one of the challenging stories in the Bible, especially concerning the apostles. The Bible says that now, about the time, Herod stretched out his hand to harass the church. Then he killed James, the brother of Jesus, with the sword. And the Bible says, because he saw he pleased the Jews, he proceeded and seized Peter. The Bible says, Don't now during the days of your living bread. Please go on. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison to be delivered, to be delivered to the four square soldiers to keep him tending and bring him before the people after the Passover. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but, but constant prayers was offered for him by the church. The question I keep asking is that when James was killed, what was the church doing? Why is it that when Peter was arrested, they now stood up and began to pray. Then what happened? An angel visited the place. But the church was keeping quiet. Maybe you You know, everybody for himself. Don't worry. Everybody for himself. His owner knows what, what has become of him. Why he just gallivanted and he just wasted his life like that. The what? The Yoruba people will say, "Egba tafi no yali, umbelo ki ajafunya wo." Google it. I don't know what to say. What you think that? Well, that's their problem. The devil is coming for you. So until the church stood up and began to pray for Peter, that was when God responded. Because everybody thought it's not my problem. It's interesting that he went for Peter. Why? Because Peter was the leader. So if they had called prayer points, maybe it should have been Peter that has called, called that prayer points. But Peter said, hmm. I'm just, ah, yeah, you come. May God help us in Jesus' name. Do you have a slide after this? I'm not sure if I tell you. Amen. 
Amen. Now, James chapter 5. James chapter 5. If you read, it says, um, James 5, verse, um, let's go verse 16. Let me just, or, 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 if, you, if you're reading New King James. Confess your trespasses. Yeah. To one another. And pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Amen. Amen. Now, if you read, if I read, if, if I read the, um, the, um, the message Bible to us, the message Bible says that, it says something like, it says, it says, um, James chapter 5 verse 16 from verse 16. It says, so that's not, it says, make this your common practice. That's what the message Bible says. Make this your common practice. Confessing sins to one another and pray for one another that you may together behold and believe. The prayer of a righteous person with God is something powerful. He said, let this be a common practice. Because there is a kind of power that comes from when we gather together and we pray. When we agree concerning something. When we say that this is what we are praying about, and everybody raises up their voice to pray the same with the same passion. It says power is released. The reason why the church lost the battle in the days of James was because the church did not pray. Everybody felt, you know, it's not my problem. And the devil came from them. That's why when Jesus was introducing the Lord's Prayer, he did not say, give me this day my daily bread. He said, give us today our daily bread. So as we go into prayers, should in case you didn't hear Sister Allah well, corporate prayer is this Friday. The apostles said, this is what you signed up for. That's what the Bible says that we read. This is what they signed up for. They signed up for teaching. They signed up for um, common living together. And they signed up for prayers. Thank you. They signed up for prayers. We should begin to want to live in the days of the apostles where all they kept on, thank you sir, what they kept on doing was to make sure that everybody everybody was at the call of prayers. 
One thing I'm also going to just say to us is this. Amen. Hallelujah. As we go on, all I'm just going to say to you, there is power available. Now, how many of us have, you know, I'm about to play there, but Tassoma, because it has some Votron, yeah. Votron. Anyone vote on? Okay. Huh? It's on now. Ah, okay. Amen. This is <laughs> Amen. Voltron. Do you know what Voltron does? Is that when Voltron is about to be formed, everybody begins to start your Voltron. Amen. Hallelujah. God help us in Jesus' name. So as, as we begin to connect one to another, that's why Jesus, Jesus was the one that was anointed without measure. But every one of us has an anointing. That is why when the body of Christ comes together, Jesus is fully formed. But when you are disconnecting yourself, when you say, you know, that prayer point has nothing to do with me. And the devil is coming. They say, no, Jesus is not fully formed. And God is looking and saying, you know, they are enough to form me out. But every one of them has something to bring. To the altar of prayer. That was why when the apostles found something very difficult, they would run. That's why when Peter was released, Peter ran back to the, to, to the rest. What, what were they doing? They were trying to form. Like Voltron comes together, they were trying to form. And as soon as the church formed fully and they stepped out, that was what happened in the book of Acts. They were chased after Jesus was killed. None of them could come out. They were being persecuted. Then what happened? The Bible says they were in that room in one accord. Then Votron happened. By the time Peter stood out and Peter began to speak, everybody listened. Why? Because the church was fully formed. No wonder that is why one of the greatest places the devil would target the church is the corporate prayers. Because once they form, it knows it's difficult. But when you have your own special prayer night at home, um, I have my own special prayer night at this inside, I have my own special prayer night since, and God is saying, when, when is it going to be the turn of my body? Because all you're thinking about is you. The Psalms that we read, Psalm 82, as we close this, it says, How wonderful 
is it for brethren to dwell together in one accord? Now, he did not call them family. He said that they are like, it's like when Aaron stands and the anointing comes from the head of Aaron. What, what does Aaron stand as? Aaron stands as the priest. Who is the priest? Jesus himself. So he said, when they come together in one accord, they form this unity and they become one. The Bible says that there is where God begins to command his blessings. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.